This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. All about me, check out JasonQualsCFP.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. And we'll jump in with a question. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Do you remember the movie The Big Short? There was also a book, maybe even titled The Big Short. Not sure of the same title. But it was a lot to do with the causes of the 2008, I guess 2007, real estate mortgage stock market meltdown. And there was a guy in the movie, also in the book, I'm not sure if it was they used his real name or not, Michael Burry. He was a professor that turned investor, and I think he ran like a hedge fund and kind of predicted some of the mortgage meltdown that happened. He is went on the record saying that there's a bubble in passive investing. There's a bubble in index funds. Is he correct? Many market exerbers for years have expressed the same issue because of the rush into index funds. A few have gone as far as to call it a bubble. Academic research published in June shows that three index fund managers together manage more than $1.8 trillion. And they can control as much as one-third of voting shares of the S&P 500 companies coming in coming years. The S&P 500 companies in the coming years. So what they're projecting is that there's $2 trillion rounding up there that are invested in three index funds. And if they decided to do something crazy, they could crash the stock market. Critics worry that such concentration of money in index fund investments could amplify any market sell-off. But ETF managers point to big declines in December as proof that ETFs can withstand market shock. So I don't know if they're referring to the mutual fund version or the ETF fund version. Uh, doesn't really matter to me because someone is someone out there that's on the opposite side. And this guy from the big short, Michael Burry, is on the opposite side. He believes that he can look for inadequacies, inconsistencies, and predict where the market is going to go. And hopefully, he's ran a big short on index funds. Do you think he's put his money where his mouth is? I highly doubt it. 
And what a short, when you short a mutual fund or short a stock, I guess you really can't short a mutual fund, but you can short a stock or an ETF. It means that you're betting that the stock or ETF exchange traded fund is going to go down. When you buy a position, you buy shares of stock, you buy an exchange traded fund or shares in an exchange traded fund, you're buying it because you think the price is going to go up. But when you put it in a short order, you're hoping that the shares decline. So what if he has made a short order? He really has put his money where his mouth is. I highly doubt it. Michael Burry's firm, Cyan Asset Management, has disclosed big, big stakes in four small cap companies, including GameStop, Taylor Brands. Burry has asked the managements of both companies to buy, buy, buy back shares and told Bloomberg that he is taking an activist approach because he believes there is there needs to be a critical mass of smaller value-seeking active managers like me. So there you have it. Does he have any real backup to what he's saying about there being a bubble in index funds? I don't know if he does or not. We'll see. I don't know if he would disclose that. But him going to us as far as saying that the world needs to be investing with more people like him proves to me that he has a hidden agenda. Is that he knows that if everyone, if the trend keeps continuing where people figure out that folks like Michael Burry, even though he had a lot of great decisions made, Back in the mid-2000s, before the stock market sell-off and crash, if you will, is that if it keeps continuing where investors are figuring out that active managers can't beat the S&P 500 and they keep turning to index funds or index ETFs, he realizes he'll be out of a job and the professor will have to go back to being a professor, not a mutual fund or hedge fund manager like he is now. That is the key when you're looking at any financial article, any financial opinion. Because most people in the, in the media have a hidden agenda. Now, I don't know if they're saying what they believe on TV or in an article or on a website because they believe it or they're wanting you to believe it. Let me give you for instance on wanting you to believe it. Let's say they want there to be a market sell-off so they can buy shares at a cheaper price. So they would go on record and say, the end is near, the end is coming, the market's going to crash, hopefully to get some investors to take action on their opinion. And when they take action on that opinion, shares would fall, prices would fall, they could take advantage. That would be an, that would be an example of someone who's is saying the reverse of what they believe. Now, some people go on record and they actually believe the market's going up, the market's going down, or whatever the situation may be, and they're just honestly stating their opinion. But I think for the most part, people aren't going to tell you the whole truth. They're not going to let you into their secret bag of tricks because their secret bag of tricks is the key to their financial success and their income stream. But... People are still saying it. Index funds, maybe they're getting too large. We'll see what's going to happen. But I'm trying to think, and I'm not some you know, market guru expert, but I'm just thinking that if all of the money, <clears throat> if all of money, well, let's just think about this for a moment. Let's say every, all of the money, all of the investment money was in an S&P 500 index fund or a 
version of. You know, so Fidelity's got one, Schwab's got one, Vanguard's got one, Spiders has an ETF, whatever the case may be. Let's say all investors just went with a S&P 500 index fund and no one else owned anything else. That would be a bit unrealistic. If there was a sell-off, everyone would be selling the same thing. But we live in a world of greed. And that's not likely to happen. Can these funds grow larger? Yes. Can they grow too large in theory? Yes. But there's always going to be people that want more. And there's always going to be a significant amount of people who want more. And I'm referencing in this example of wanting more is more than the average return of the S&P 500. So they're going to go out and invest in single stocks. They're going to buy other areas of the world. They're going to trade in big companies, small companies, medium-sized companies, tech, energy, commodities, trying to get that more because they're greedy. That is what Wall Street really stands for. And they're going to create complex products that strive to get more. A lot like credit default swaps in the mid-2000s that led to some of the issues in the financial crisis. So as long as greed exists, and we're in a capitalist society in the United States, and greed exists around the world, which it does, there's going to be millions of investors, trillions of dollars invested in other things than the major market indexes, no matter how many normal folks like you and I flock to index funds. And the reason we're flocking to index funds is because most mutual fund managers, most active managers, cannot do their job. They're a lot like weathermen. They're wrong more than half of the time, but they get paid like they're right all the time. All right, so there you have it. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Stick around. There's more great financial talk coming your way. Keep it locked in right here on WGNS. just about anything on the internet today. We can get medical advice, buy investments. We can even get a will for about $15. I know how enticing cheap and easy it can sound, but when you leave loved ones behind, a $15 will bought online may not cut it. As a certified financial planner, I strongly recommend that you use an estate planning attorney. Call estate planning attorney John Baker today at 896-5621 or go to his website, bakercouncil.com so you don't make a $15 decision that could cost your family thousands of dollars. Between car payments, repairs, and the price at the pump, it can feel like your car is going to drive you out of house and home. Fortunately, Donegal Insurance Group can make keeping your car on the road more affordable. That's because for safe drivers, Donegal delivers rates that are among the lowest in the state. To find out how much you can save, call your neighborhood Donegal agent today. To save on your auto insurance, call us at Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? 
tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Welcome back to the show. Financial Coaching Radio with you every Monday through Friday, 4 o'clock right here on WGNS, online anytime at financialcoachingradio.com via podcast. Again, podcasts, all of them available at financialcoachingradio.com. Let's talk about industry experts, financial experts. What makes a financial expert? You ever thought about it? A lot of people call me a financial expert. Uh, am I a financial expert? Uh, maybe. I guess on some topics I am. But no one knows it all. That is one thing I can tell you for sure. Everyone has their own expertise. I'll tell you a little bit about my expertise. My expertise is about comprehensive financial planning. Uh, that doesn't need, mean I'm a master at everything tax-related. That certainly doesn't mean I'm a master at everything thing estate planning related. But it does mean that I can guide folks down the right path to making right estate planning and tax planning decisions for them. And certainly I can do retirement planning and investing and budgeting and all that stuff because I am a certified financial planner. So I know a lot about a lot, but I don't know, I don't know everything about everything. So I don't know what these financial experts are, who they are what their level of expertise is, but there is a discussion being had over at Forbes. I'm talking about industry experts shared the industry's best kept secrets. Professionals often offer tidbits of the current happenings in the field when asked for industry secrets, but insights provide a lot more act, a lot more actionable information for a client, even though they've probably already heard them a hundred times over. Here are skilled professionals from the Forbes Finance Council, whatever that is, they offer their best kept secrets. So let's see if these are actually secrets. Number one on the list is tune up your investment allocations, tune up your portfolio allocations. Investors often overlook solid portfolio construction, allocating your portfolio in a way that juggles all of your objectives, risk, return, income requirements. That can get tricky. Fortunately, there are technology-driven portfolio optimization tools that can help your optimal allocations evolve over time. Keeping an eye on them helps you ensure your portfolio is always in good shape. That's from Bernard George of this Finance Council. Uh, is there optimal? You know, is that really achievable? What's optimal all the time? I think what he's really trying to say is, look, look there's major asset classes out there. Make sure you own all major. You know, U.S. stocks, bonds cash maybe depending on your income requirements also looking at large companies small companies international emerging markets maybe even real estate and or energy or commodities looking for a strategy that's really based on you it's what i tell you all the time is there an optimal i don't know if i'd go that far that sounds like a lot of investor or financial salesperson sales speak don't be afraid to invest is number two on the list of the insights of the secrets of the finance world many people will balk at the lack of liquidity and increased risk of investing their money however in the long run it's the best way to increase your portfolio whether it's real estate or traditional banking do your own research don't invest more than you can afford to lose but don't be afraid to take those opportunities that to me is speaking to the fact that 
get in there, take some action, invest for the long term, you'll be happy you did. The people who I, everyday people that are my clients, that are the most success, successful, here's their secret. They saved, they were disciplined savers for a long period of time. And I pause there for an effect because that was it. They didn't have any you know, large amount of investment know-how. They didn't really hit it big on buying Google or Microsoft at the right time. They consistently saved for retirement for a long period of time. And many of them didn't save in the most efficient way. They didn't have their money in the right type of accounts all along. They didn't have their money in the right types of investments that were best for them all along. But that didn't make the biggest difference. What made the biggest difference, not that those things aren't important, because they are, but what made the biggest difference is they saved a disciplined percentage for a long period of time. And I think you could take advantage of that too. Take advantage of HSA accounts. That would be a HSA, health savings account accounts. But take advantage of your HSA if your employer is allowing you to have access to it or you can set one up because you have a high deductible health plan and you've got a lot of other financial pieces in place, don't forget about putting money away pre-tax for medical expenses. We all have medical expenses. And if this plan goes on long enough and you get beyond age 65, it just works like a regular IRA. The money will come out penalty-free, but with income taxes. But you had saved it pre-tax along the way, but most people at some point is going to have a medical issue where you can use those funds. But obviously, you wouldn't want to contribute to your HSA prior to maxing out some of your other traditional retirement accounts. Just be smart in determining how much to contribute to a health savings account. Stay out of consumer debt. That shouldn't be a news flash. We're talking about financial strategies and secrets from industry experts are they really secrets i don't think staying out of debt consumer debt is a big secret it's one of those that some people have to touch the stove to know that it's hot is that everyone has heard don't use credit cards don't you know borrow yourself into crazy oblivion with cars and personal loans everyone's heard that especially this day and age but people still do it and the reason they still do it is because they don't really think about the future and how they're going to have that regret of the decisions they make in their 20s but for those of you who are in your 20s and you want to heed this advice stay out of consumer debt you want to borrow money at a low interest rate for a car we could debate that all day long whether that's bad or good obviously if you have a two thousand dollar month income you don't need a thousand dollar month car payment to keep it in reason to what you're earning but having a car loan that's reasonable based on the amount of income you're bringing in and a car note that's one percent or two percent what's the big deal that's not going to end up breaking the bank that's not the same as having a credit card that charges 20 percent interest that would be consumer debt mortgages low interest cars low interest mortgages, low interest car loans. That's not going to it's not going to put you in financial turmoil if you're smart about it. But having 20, 30, 40, 50,000 or more in credit card debt and a huge amount of student loan debt, that's really going to hinder your financial progress. And you're going to kick yourself later and wonder why you did this. I love this. I've never heard this this acronym before. Create a moose create a moose it stands for monthly out-of-sight expense 
this is where you save automatically through payroll deduction or it just comes out of your bank bank account through an ACH draft and you don't have to think about it. You don't have to send it. It's automatically going to happen, happen until you stop it. And most people who get started doing that with this moose, a monthly out of sight expense or savings tool or savings investment, they don't stop it. And that's what it goes back to what I was telling you before. People who have been the most successful, the normal everyday people, is that they were disciplined savers over a long period of time. They didn't have all the tricks figured out. Make sure you're also invested in, investing in your employer's pre-tax retirement plan. Think about investing in real estate. Real estate, obviously, you need to have some experience there. Get the guidance you need. But if you get to the point where you have some net worth, you have some cash liquidity, maybe it's time to tar- start thinking about real estate. I have a client in this very situation, maxing out a 401k, budgeting very well, doing a lot of tithing and uh, got outside investments, Roth IRAs, and now she's looking for other avenues to invest, not because she's wanting ac- you know, an actual higher return than what she's getting elsewhere. It's just more of diversification, keeping things excited. And if you can make a profit on it, why not? The more buckets you have of investments, probably won't hurt you in the long run. Think about starting a small business. I can't tell you how important that is, especially the United States of America. America. Because this is a small business mecca. We're in Middle Tennessee. There's a lot of small business. I It's not for everyone. I get that. Some people are just better suited for working a nine-to-five or whatever, you know, your day job. But for those of you who like the freedom, the flexibility, that can withstand the risk, look at the small business because most of your successful people with high incomes in our area are going to be business owners. Make sure you live on a budget. You don't overspend. That should be a big duh. That kind of goes back to the other one, staying out of consumer debt. If you're living on a budget and not overspending, you don't go into consumer debt. Budgeting is not as hard as it sounds. If people are like, well, I don't know where to start. Yeah, you do. You know how much money you're bringing in. And you didn't take very long to figure out where, how much money you have going out. Everyone pretty much has the same expenses. We all got to eat. We all got to pay electricity, water. Got to have a place to live. Got to have a car to drive. And got to have some insurance. And we got to buy, you know, got to buy clothes. Now, there's other things that we're spending money on that we're being very wasteful on. We're all wasting money in our own way. But it's not very hard to come up with a budget. You can figure out how much is coming in, how much is going out. And the key is, duh, have more coming in than going out. So I don't know if any of these things that I just mentioned to you were financial secrets because they certainly weren't for me, but I think it's just perspective. Having someone like a certified financial planner reiterate some of the tools and tricks you need to be financially successful. But not just successful. To get where you want to go as fast as you can. That's what financial planning is all about. That's what financial coaching radio is all about. All right, got another good segment lined up. All you got to do is stick around. If you got a question or comment about anything related to personal finance, hit me up. You can go to jasonqualscfp.com, jasonqualscfp.com, or go to financialcoachingradio.com. I'm back with you right after this.
When you work with an independent insurance agent, you put the power of choice to work for you. Independent agents know several companies and their coverages, which means more options. And because companies like Donegal Insurance Group use the independent agent system, you not only get quality insurance, you also save money. The independent insurance agent system. Discover the power of choice. Make Middle Tennessee Insurance Group your choice. Call today for your hassle-free quote at 615-898-0053. How much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher. Whether you're thinking about buying or selling a home, I can help. Buyer opportunities are better than ever, so call me at Reliant Realty to find out more. 615-445-5073. Real estate is a key to building long-term wealth. So ask for me, Gabriel Fancher, when you call 615-445-5073 or online at mt615.com. Again, that's mt615.com. 615-445-5073 for all your real estate needs. Welcome back to the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell. Certainly not pushing any financial products. Seminar tickets. We'll leave that to the other show. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission free financial advisors in Rutherford County. That is a mouthful, but it simply means I don't work for anybody, just my clients. I'm not paid by anyone else, just my clients. And I have the top designation in the business of Certified Financial Planner. Can your advisor say the same about all of those three criteria? I doubt it. If not, you make sure you get a second opinion on your investments, your financial life. Go to jasonqualscfp.com. A question that often gets posed by business owners, those who are already in business or those who are starting a business, is whether or not they should be a regular C corporation, C as in cat, or be an S or an AS corporation, as in Sam. There are differences between a C and an S, and it all depends. Here's what I've been recommending lately, and this gets really confusing. And this is all in work with the client, also in work with their CPA. Now, of course, we recommend Tellero Helen Welch on Financial Coaching Radio, THWCPA.com. Been in business over 50 years, and uh, all the partners down at THW are great. But working with a CPA that understands these issues and a CFP, determining what best business entity you should be, it takes some discussing and takes some planning. But what I like doing for most people, unless they just have a clear-cut path of where their business is going to be headed, I like the fact that you can choose to be an LLC. And this is in Tennessee. I don't know if it's this way outside of the state or not. But you can choose to be an LLC but be taxed like an S corporation or be taxed like a C corporation. Now, there's some reasons why you'd want to be a standalone C. There's some reasons why you'd want to be a standalone S. But if you can't find a, a big enough why as to why you need to be a standalone C or standalone S, then I think using 
you know, just looking at it from a tax perspective and a liability perspective, I think the LLC taxed as one of those entities you get the best of both worlds. If this is all confusing to you, let me give you a little bit of a rundown. An LLC is not really an IRS taxation entity. It's more of a state thing. It's an organizational thing. As an LLC, you can be taxed as a sole proprietorship. You can be taxed as a partnership. You can be taxed as an S corporation or be taxed as a C corporation. Now, you get a lot more, in my view, and of course, a lot of attorneys' views, more asset protection in some cases by forming the LLC. But your taxation, you get to choose that. And that's the key component. Because once you go with a standalone S corporation or a standalone C corporation, of course you're going to be taxed like those entities that you have chosen. But you're, there's some differences in the things that you can do. And there's differences in the asset protection and all of the other things that go along with having a standalone business. This is not meant to confuse you. I assure you that. But what it's meant for you to think about is, you know, just don't go with an LLC because you think everyone has one. Just don't go with a regular corporation or an S corporation because someone told you it's the very best. What you need to do is sit down with your financial team, your CPA, your CFP, and go, what if we do the LLC as a sole proprietorship? What if we do the LLC that's taxed like an S corporation? What if we do the LLC taxed like a C versus the regular S, the regular C, and just run the numbers based on where you think your business is going and then decide. It's planning. That's what this show is about, planning. And of course, if you're starting out, you want to start off as a regular sole proprietorship. Nothing wrong with that. But later on, as your business grows, you're going to want to turn it into an entity for asset protection on the personal side and the business side. All right, that's our business tax plan tip for you today. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Stay tuned. Be back right after this short break. is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal trust me on this call my friend marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 great team great process and the best rates marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher. Whether you're thinking about buying or selling a home, I can help. Buyer opportunities are better than ever, so call me at Reliant Realty to find out more. 615-445-5073. Real estate is a key to building long-term wealth. So ask for me, Gabriel Fancher, when you call 615-445-5073 or online at mt615.com. Again, that's mt615.com, 615-445-5073 for all your real estate needs. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage of your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. 
They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to THWCPA.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio. In the last segment, we talked about corporations and LLCs. And I'll tell you what I did the first thing that I that I started in business. And I'm very on, early on, I started a company. And I formed it as an S-corporation. And I like a lot of the benefits of an S-corporation. But I like some of the benefits for some people of the C-corporation. But there's just times where you don't need a lot of complexity. And the more things you do in setting up entities and you know, making your tax life harder, your bookkeeping life harder, the less time you're going to enjoy your financial life, your business life. So before you take some of those plunges, make sure you're at the right stage because too much complexity can slow you down. And that's either whether you're in a business, selecting a business entity, or you're setting up retirement plans or picking investments or getting an estate plan, all of that stuff. Taking action, some of the right basic steps when you don't have anything in place is a lot better than making things complex and then not taking any action. I've been at this for almost 20 years, and that's one of the things that I've learned. Too much complexity is a bad thing. Too much simplicity is a bad thing because it's not really tailored to you. It's one size fits all. We don't do that around here. But too much complexity, if it makes you feel like a deer in the headlights, not a good thing either. All right, go to JasonQualsCFP.com for more. I am one of the only independent, commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Of course, you can listen to the show anytime, anywhere at FinancialCoachingRadio.com. I'm out of here. I'll see you next time. Have a safe and happy afternoon.